You're about to listen to Kelly Martin Speaks. I'm your host, Kelly, and the author of When Everyone Shines But You, a mental health and self-acceptance blogger and a recovering darkness addict. I have experienced intense anxiety, deep depression and life trauma, but I'm coming out of the other side now. Darkness was a comfort zone for me for a long time, and it felt safer than the light. So in this podcast, I share with you my journey into the light and how I move through challenge in an empowering way. I'll share with you tools and nurturing ways to embrace your humanity. I was once a shy, scared introvert, afraid to speak, but that's all changing. Let's take this journey together and learn to fly. Hi there, welcome back to Kelly Martin Speaks. This is episode 102 and I'm your host Kelly Martin. I'm sorry I didn't get an episode done last week, but my computer died and I've spent a lot of time trying to fix it and in the end I ended up just getting a new computer. Now, this episode is going to be slightly different to normal. It's not just going to be me speaking. I'm going to be doing another interview with Michael Doherty. Now, Back in the early days of my podcast, I did a really long interview with Michael on the subject of the I Ching. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into that and also into what's happening with the world. So let's welcome Michael back to the podcast. Hi, Michael. It's been quite some time since we last did one together. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. It's great to be back on your podcast and uh, I look forward to it and away you go. That's great to hear, Michael. Now, those of you who may have missed on earlier podcast, now I interviewed Michael about the I Ching, which is an ancient Chinese philosophy. Michael's the author of the I Ching, a unique interpretation of the Book of Changes. And he has a good 80 years of life under his belt with a lot of wisdom and experience. I often call him my wise Yoda friend because he gives me often simple advice, particularly when I'm having a, a bit of an emotional meltdown. Wisdom like you can't change it, so just accept it. That's the sort of wisdom, isn't it, Michael? The kind that drives me potty, but is often correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it drives you potty, but I've learned over time to at least try to save my comments for when you've recovered from meltdown. It's more effective when I do that, and you're less likely to cause me physical harm. <laughs> As for the comments themselves, in my long and very eventful life, I've learned the hard way that wanting things to be different is a recipe for suffering. Getting upset about what is is frankly insane. For example, if you're stuck in traffic, the traffic will clear when it clears, and not a moment before. If getting upset would clear it, I'd be the first to get angry, but this would only damage me. It wouldn't clear the traffic. 
You see, the secret is, and don't tell anyone, the traffic doesn't care. Now, I have to be honest with you here. I'm not always the wise guy. I do react at times. But I know that when I do, I will suffer. <laughs> and would you say that now, more than ever, we need to accept what is? Yes, absolutely. The world is facing some very difficult situations and problems right now. It would help immensely if people could accept what is. If we could face the reality of a situation and stop wanting it to be different, we could possibly come up with some solutions, but it's not going to be easy. It's very wise advice for life in general, Michael. Now, as we've both talked in person about life right now, when many people are struggling at this time, we've got this pandemic, we've got political division, we've got racial divisions, we've got chaos and what seems to be a culture war taking place. We seem to be at a critical point in history. So with your 80 years of experience, what do you think could happen over the next year or more, Michael? And how do you feel the I Ching could help us relate to these big changes? Ah, two big questions. Okay, I'll try to give my perspective and perhaps even the perspective of the I Ching. The world is in turmoil. You said that we seem to be at a critical point in history. And I totally agree. I think that the pandemic, and especially the lockdowns around the world, have allowed previously suppressed deep feelings of resentment and anger to boil to the surface. It's, it's been like a pressure cooker with the valve tied down, and now it's exploding. I think the main problem is fear. People fear for their jobs their homes, their families, their friends. And deep down, they also fear their own death. Now, what this has brought to the surface is they feel that they are no longer in control of their lives. But you know, the truth is, they never were. It just seemed as if they were because things didn't change much from one week to the next, from one year to the next. The same distractions, as always. But again, there's no point in trying to change people's reactions with rational argument. We're not dealing with rational reactions. They come from childhood experiences when they weren't in control. They're very much like childhood tantrums, you know, hissy fits. You asked, what do I think could happen over the next year or more? I think it could get very, very scary. We certainly haven't seen the last of this COVID-19 disease. And I fully expect that there'll be a second wave, probably in the winter, during the flu season. If this means another lockdown, then all hell will break loose. And I think that many people will just refuse to follow the instructions. 
In the United States, the president may even declare martial law to control the population. But that will mean American troops facing civilians who will be armed, many with automatic weapons, especially in the South. And keep in mind that the US population is just above 300 million, but they own nearly 400 million guns. As an interesting aside, if Donald Trump declared martial law, this would suspend the Constitution. And there would be no election until martial law was lifted by Donald Trump. Just saying. In the UK, we are fortunate that generally the public are not armed. But that doesn't mean that there won't still be violence. And as for the pandemic, I also feel that the death toll around the world will be astronomical, especially in the third world, where many lack even basic medical care. And now for the I Ching. Well, this is an ancient book of wisdom which teaches us how to respond to situations to get the best results. And in my I Ching book, I focused on the dangers of allowing our egos to be in control. The ego is very self-centered and wants it all and wants it now. But the I Ching shows us ways to allow life to unfold without our interference and that by doing this, we can achieve peace within whatever is going on in the world outside. It's very simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Wow, that's a lot of information and it's a lot of scary potential. And you're right, it, it may be simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. Now, I've talked about embracing the shadow in my blog posts and podcast episodes and how right now lockdown is bringing a lot to the surface for me and for everybody else. What sort of shadows do you feel are rising right now for people and, and the world at large? I am convinced that every one of us is capable of evil, especially against our fellow humans. We see it all around the world. It's not just in other people, it's in all of us. Most people would say that they wouldn't kill another human being. And they probably believe it. However, a parent would steal or even kill to protect their child. It's a survival instinct. And yes, most of the time it's buried deep in the unconscious mind. But trust me, when push comes to shove, the survival instinct takes over instantly. The problem is that these unconscious drives are suppressed, as if they didn't exist. And this makes them more powerful. If we can delve into our own minds and face these demons, and accept them as part of being human, they lose a lot of their power over us. But the current situation is releasing them in their raw state, without the recognition and understanding. And that is when they are at their most dangerous. 
You're right, Michael. It is when it's when the shadows are at their most dangerous in their raw state. Now, how do you feel people on an individual level can cope with the collective shadow and and the personal shadow challenges that they may be feeling right now? I'm glad you raised the idea of the collective shadow because it's different from the personal shadow. People in groups behave differently from when they're on their own. Think of the protests and riots that we've seen recently. These are not a number of individual people gathered together. They become a group and their personal values and ethics just disappear. Because these people form what is essentially a collective, a hive mind, which is a single entity with its own rules of behavior. Now, this has been studied extensively, these group dynamics, how people behave en masse. And, and why do you think the world is going through this right now? I think there are two ways of looking at this. One is a practical explanation and the other is more spiritual. As far as the practical explanation is concerned, I believe that the path we're on is just not sustainable. One of the problems is capitalism, which, strangely, is probably the best way of running the world, provided there are checks and balances, and that it is accountable to the people, who, after all, are the ones who actually produce the wealth. But unfortunately, there is an elite who control the system. And we've seen many examples of this. The elite siphoning the wealth from the workers and the poor to give to those who are already disgustingly rich. And then there's globalism, where we export jobs to the Far East, for example, to countries with very low wages, poor safety standards, in fact, almost no regulations to protect the very people who produce the goods. Now, many of these things we import via these supply chains are provided using child slave labor. For example, the precious metals used in our technology, our smartphones, our computers are mined using child slave labor, especially in Africa. But then think about the clothes and trainers we wear, made in sweatshops, often employing children as slave labour. And yes, I'm as guilty as the next person of taking advantage of cheap goods. But these supply chains which bring these goods back to the West are very fragile. Just think of the lockdown in China, which completely cut our supply chains. And then, of course, there's the military-industrial complex with its endless wars. But that topic would, it would just take too long for this interview. We must also keep in mind that we're at the start of this pandemic. Typically, they last between one and two years. There have been other similar viruses over the past hundred years, each producing a pandemic. But the worst was the H1N1 virus in 1918 to 1920, which caused the swine flu, also known as Spanish flu. 
This infected about 500 million people and caused the deaths of an estimated 50 million. And in some respects, this COVID-19 virus seems to be more dangerous. You can check out more about the effects of the coronavirus on my website, mentioned below. Now, as for the spiritual explanation, this virus could be seen as a necessary clearing out of the old in order to make space for the new. Many believe that there are higher beings who will only allow this craziness to go so far before they intervene. I hope that's true, but I'm not sure. On a more positive note, it's very true that um, there is a, a worldwide awakening of consciousness, uh, an increase in conscious awareness, and it's probably exponential in its numbers which would mean that it would only require a relatively small percentage of people to have made the change to a higher level of consciousness to trigger everybody into this state. I hope that that is going to prove to be the way out. Yes, it's good to look at the, the sort of spiritual aspect and, and try and have a bit of a more of a, a positive wiser perspective on all of this because otherwise you could just really struggle with what's happening now i know that you're you're not big on labeling anything as good or bad it's only life happening but if you had a, a preferred outcome or, or shift to take place out of all this chaos and change what would you personally prefer to see happen i would like to see a change from globalism to localism where we local seasonal foods and where we manufacture goods in our own countries and also set up controls on capitalism that would ensure more equal levels of wealth and prosperity. It's interesting that in 2014 in a TED talk Nick Hanauer who is a billionaire entrepreneur warned other billionaires that unless they do something about the growing gap between the rich and the poor, that the pitchforks are coming. If we don't do this or something similar, then I believe that Western civilization is doomed. It will be very difficult, perhaps impossible, and I'm not holding my breath. Thanks, Michael. So how are you actually coping with all of this as an individual? Do you have bad days like the rest of us? Yes, of course I have bad days, but fewer than in the past. I know the solution to bad days, but I don't always follow my own advice. I suppose that if I did, I would become intolerable. <laughs> I know that you don't always follow your own advice, but I think we're all a bit like that, aren't we? We teach what we need to learn. And I'm just really grateful, Michael. Thank you so much for answering questions on life, the universe, how to cope with this craziness we're going through right now. It's been an enlightening conversation as always. Now, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners on how to ride the current wave we are in and where can people follow you if they want to? 
There's no easy answer. But if we can accept that we have little or no control over these events, then perhaps people could do what I do, which is try to step back and be an observer. If your listeners want to find more about me and the way I think about things, and also details of my book, then if they visit themichaelfiles.com, it's all there. And to you, Kelly, thank you very much for inviting me onto your podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed our chat, and I look forward to more in the future. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Kelly Martin Speaks. It's been great having Michael on the show. Now, if you have a question or a topic you're struggling with and you'd like me to answer an upcoming podcast episode, please get in touch. Your name will be confidential. Email me at kellymartinspeaks at gmail.com or message me on Facebook via my page, Kelly Martin Speaks. And don't forget, if you feel that others are passing you by and that they're not good enough voices screaming loudly, pop by kellymartin.co.uk to find out all about my books, including Book One, When Everyone Shines But You. And you can also support my channel via my podcast page on my website, kellymartinspeaks.co.uk via PayPal or you can buy me a coffee via coffee. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to my podcast, Kelly Martin Speaks. I'd really appreciate your feedback. If you're listening on iTunes, please give me a review. It helps me be seen and heard by those that need it. You can also follow me on kellymartinspeaks.co.uk where you can read my blogs, find out about my book series and subscribe to my monthly newsletter. I'm also all over social media. So search for me via Kelly Martin Speaks on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.